Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing today? Happy Sunday. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little exhilarated. You went regular ball golfing. I went not so normal disc golfing this morning. So we're a little sun beaten, a little tired, but we're really pumped up for this topic today. You know, it's just a Sunday fun day all around, right? Everything. You're playing golf, you're playing froff, whatever it is. Uh, we're talking SEO. You're calling them frisbees. I don't think I've ever referred to it as a frisbee. Uh, yeah, you're playing frisbee and pretentious uh, here in Charlotte, you know. Um, but we're going to talk about a pretty cool subject, I think that that really isn't talked to a lot about, mm-hmm. talked about a lot, <laughs> in the SEO industry, and that is uh, scraping. You know, like scraping websites for for content for data. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there, and you know, most of it's done not really for like nefarious reasons. Like I think my first experience with anything scraping is like scrape box you know that, that was like the original i was like whoa yeah you can do this um but we're gonna get into some of the the reasons why you would do this how you would do it some tools that we use and maybe even some ways that you can make your own like scraping tool i can't believe we haven't done this topic i think no. that's gonna be a great topic i'm positive that we've referred to it and mentioned it on many other podcasts and kind of in passing maybe even dove into a little bit but dedicating the podcast to it I think is the right way to go because I feel like any really good, maybe leaning on the side of technical SEO does a lot of scraping. I mean, I think it definitely can depending on what, what space that you're in and like what your needs are. Right. So we were kind of recently in a situation where we needed a lot of data about a particular type of business, just like so in the solar industry. And it was like, how do you get that? Right. Um, And so Ryan had a friend that made a, what did he make it out of like in Python? Yeah. So we're not going to be spitting out lines of code on this podcast by any means, but Python seems to be the scraper's best friend um, for these things, just because there are what are called libraries, which are pretty much packaged lines and chunks of code that'll pretty much give you a huge head start on creating your own operations and programs. I like that you said library and not library, as my dad would call it. And I would be like, never, ever say that again. There should just be a thing called a library, but and it's something awful. Like it's like a, just a, a grimy, especially grimy strip club. And you're like, oh, the library? Oh, gross. I was like, dad, we're, we're from the South. You can't make mistakes like that. People are going to judge us forever, right? We're, we're already fighting an uphill battle being from Florida and, and like the South. So I am um, sorry to hear that. But <laughs> um but yeah, so let's dig into a little bit of, uh, we'll, we'll just talk about maybe some of the mainstream tools, first of all, sure. and then some of the uses and stuff that you, they, you would use this for on a regular everyday basis. Um, and then we'll get into, if you're going to make your own, here's, here's a couple of like, cool resources. So. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's also important to mention that at the end of the day, all these tools that SEOs are using are essentially scraping data and presenting it in different forms or like, you know, audits, you know, when SEM rush runs a report, they're scraping the website and looking for data. So, yeah. So you shouldn't, you know, think of it as like, oh, this is a, an awful black hat thing to do. I mean, you can use scraping to do super like black hat. I hate that term now. Cause I, I think it's, like I, so know, I can't even believe you saying it, but yeah. yeah. But like, you know, to do uh, a lot of stuff like that, um, 
but you know, it's just a tool to, to, to get information. So, and like what you do with the information is up to you. So what are your purely scraping? You mentioned Scrapebox. That is like, I think most uh, SEOs that have been in this industry for, for as long as we have, I think that's like your first experience with like a tool that, that does this, right? And it's a pretty janky tool. I don't think they've ever really updated it. Um, but this it was- yeah, I was like, oh, you know, you can put all this information into it and, and like it'll go out and like scrape other websites and you can get like content based on specific keywords or whatever. Um, and you had to have like proxies. Otherwise, your, your IP address would uh, uh, it would like uh, hit Google too many times and it would just ban it. You know, it was just like banging against the SERPs there. Um, so a lot of tools and stuff you have now I, like have, have like built in proxies. You don't have to like worry about it. But I think yeah. that, was, that was the first time I ever did anything. And then as I, you know, my ability to do like SEO evolved and stuff, I had different tools. And I, I think SEO content machine was like the other thing um, that, that was pretty big for a little bit. And it, it just basically would find you like content and then it would spin the content when it got back to you. So that would be like unique, right? So you could find it like based on certain keywords or whatever. And like, whatever the word count was the article, you, you could do like a lot of stuff with it. And then, then it would return you like this content. This is starting to feel like an, another lifetime. <laughs> yeah, like I, I haven't done any of this in forever. I know um, it's, but those you know those are scrapers. I mean, the whole point of scraping data is because you can do a lot of these things manually. Of course, I mean they would just take forever. Like, it grabbing content from expired websites is something that I did just to learn about it five years ago. But once you get the hang of it. It's like you got to have find a software. You got to develop a program that's going to be able to crawl these websites or URLs you give it and export it into a document. Yeah. Can't be doing this. Technically, you can set up um, Screaming Frog to to scrape well you, the SERPs for you, not necessarily um, like websites, but you can set it up. So like I, I set it up in this really crazy way, which I don't remember how to do. I don't know if I could do it again. It would it would basically like fire like a yes or a no for like, a, it would like search a term and it would like search it through Google. And if the keyword had like a map pack result, it would fire that and like collect that data and like give it back to you, right? So that way, like there was a time there was way less like um, local result map pack terms firing, you know? And so you didn't know what was gonna be in there or not. Um, and so it was a really easy way to like, just find like terms out there that like you, maybe you didn't rank for at all, right? Um, so you just compile like all these different keywords from all these different competitors and across the industry and it would fire it back and be like, oh, well, this isn't worth your time like spending on for like local SEO, right? Um, but you could set the whole tool up to, to do that, which, which is pretty neat. Um, but there, there's a lot of tools like that, right? So like, I guess the concept of scraping is really like very broad when you, when you think about it. Like it, it, it could be like a ton of different things. Like websites scrape each other all the time, right? Like the citation websites, um, when they're looking for new listings, they're like scraping each other to like build those listings. Yeah, and um, right now, even to develop directories and be able to, especially industry specific um, directories, you're gonna have to scrape a lot of databases to come up with all the names and addresses and phones and URLs for a lot of businesses and to propagate said directories. And yeah. Like, which kind of led me into this whole topic, right? Because we've had to pretty recently do this um, and, and it was pretty neat, but we, we were scraping just Google, my business, we are, like Google Maps, we were, we were scraping them right, um, to get information on, on businesses in this particular niche. Which is apparently quite difficult because uh, however Google My Business is, is set up from a crawling standpoint and allowing crawlers to actually like 
extract or extrapolate data from it changes a lot. So whatever code it has to be done, um, that's a little bit under the hood. <laughs> what a programmer, a good pro programmer would be able to do, um, they're constantly updating their code for Google to allow them to do it uh, to scale because typically a lot of these kinds of crawlers yeah, Google gets these requests and is like, all right, we see that you're, you know, you're automating this, the scraping, they'll cut you off after five or 10. So it's hard. Yeah, to so, you, so you need to like uh, either space out the time frame that it's doing it, or you got to get like proxies and stuff. So I guess like maybe a word of, of warning to anyone who's like trying to do this on their own for the first time, right? Like uh, after we give you the resources to sort of look some of this stuff up. Uh, yeah. yeah, make sure if, uh, if your IP address gets banned by Google and it's your house, that's like a difficult conversation with like your service provider that you need to get a new one. Oh yeah, can you even imagine that? Yeah, so like I, I don't know. I I was at a I was working somewhere one time and it was like a a plugin for a tool that we had. I think it was Majestic. Um, it, like a Google extension for Majestic was like scraping like the SERPs and our business IP address got blocked like for the entire company like wow. so we couldn't do do any work for the rest of the day <laughs> just points the finger and then it's like the the creepy seo all the way in the back right next Ooh, to the sorry. yeah oh, i was trying to get rankings um i think it was actually like a paid search like extension or something like in like Chrome at the time. i think uh yeah when it comes to these things and I, I see it built into software but it's definitely like built into you know code that people execute in python they're always going to have like uh, a, a random delay interval they'll always delay it like a random five to 30 seconds. So it'll be like 12 second delay, then 17, then 30 seconds. And just because that's why whenever we do the, these, this crawling, you're not going to get like thousands of points of data in like an hour. He normally it lets it run for eight or 10 hours. So yeah, the time is your friend uh, in this yeah. scenario. Like you're, you're going to have to build sort of that stuff into it. And then I think we should talk a little bit about what you can actually scrape and, and get. And unless it's in in like html you're probably not going to be able to like get that information um, yeah yeah that's true um at the end of the day um these crawlers are looking for for data that's typically within like brackets of code to grab so um yeah it's anything that's really in the, in the source code that we're going to be talking about but there's a lot i mean there's i mean everything is really um unless the you know the website is uh, php or some sort of ruby i mean there's a lot of stuff that's like java script rendering that like you're not going to necessarily be able to get but that's why this is an seo scraping conversation because what you're looking for your things look between the title brackets or description brackets or h brackets or links like whatever is like in you know um hrefs is it's like okay we're trying to pull links you're going to be able to grab anything with like a with the wrap yeah. like everything that falls is a great segue into like what i want to talk about now is like what are some all what are some of the awesome things that you can scrape Oh, we're vibing. We're vibing. We don't we're do vibing. this, but yeah, we're, we're bouncing back and forth. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so definitely like, uh, you know, like anything content wise, right? Like keyword related, like you can set it up to find. So if you're looking for content topic ideas or, or anything like that, like you can pull this data, you can find, uh, domains that don't exist anymore. Um, I don't know why we've never like built a scraper for, um, DMOS like back in the day. Uh, I, I feel like I ha there has been, but but the thing is, is that um, trying to parse data via like the um, Wayback Machine breaks crawlers a lot. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because you also don't know like what you're gonna get when you click on a link. 
and like way back machine. Oh yeah, and then there's like a lot of spam and there's a lot of foreign they become foreign websites for a couple of years and then they yeah. start and really weird crap. So I think that's one of the reasons. Um, you can find like specific metadata for things. You can find broken links. Like I said, you can find link opportunities. Um, really, I've never really used it to, to like find a lot of like broken link building opportunities. So I don't really spend a lot of time doing that, but you conceivably build something that, that finds a lot of broken links across different websites. I mean, really when you run something through like, um, was it Xenia, right? Um, I mean, Xenia is like a crawler. It's not really a scraper, right? But like, um, you know, it's like crawling a website and showing you back all that information, but you could set up a scraper to do this as well. Yeah, the majority of the time, these things are gonna be able to collect data and then um, put it into a CSV and organize it however, however you like. It's not gonna look super pretty, but it's gonna be organized pretty easily. All right, Ryan, so if you wanted to make one of these, you don't know anything about it, where would you go? Tell are you talking about like kind of from scratch? Like if you're out yeah. there and you're trying to crawl some things, but you're not seeing a software, you're not seeing a solution that does exactly what you're looking for? Yeah, you're like, I learned a little bit about it. I started listening to this podcast. I want to build it, but I don't know how to do anything. So step one, where would you go? I, I mean, for, for me, I was able to successfully create some scrapers using using Python. I know that we've talked about it. I'm not sure if that's a segue that you were looking for. Yeah, so rudimentary knowledge of Python. So it's, learn yeah. a little bit about it. And it's, Python's really simple. It doesn't require a ton of time to, to become. It's still a pretty high learning curve, object-oriented programming language. It's still like on par with learning like a C++ or a Java. It's, it does have methods and it does have objects and it does have classes. So there is a learning curve, but I think it's well worth it once you kind of, you even have to create an environment on your computer to even run it. There is a learning curve, but I think that if you're a little bit more technically savvy and you want to do some unique things with scraping and gathering data, uh, it, it's worth it. It's, you'll put some time into it. But like I said before, there are libraries, which means that there are packages that have a lot of code already written in advance that will enable scraping operations that'll like save you 95% of the time from having to write it yourself. Like you're not going to have to create everything from scratch. So, which is fortunate. You might be able to, I know this is like probably the most technical stuff we've talked about in a while, but you can, you might be able to write languages where you input an URL and you're going to be able to extract and export all the H1s in a page with like 15 lines of code or even like 10 lines of code. It's really not that crazy. Plus it's a, you know, it's an adventure, you know, we're all trying to better ourselves and learn new things. Yeah. But also learn skill sets that make your life way, way easier and then make things more valuable. Yeah. So I, I guess really just like, you know, pick the language that makes sense and then like kind of learn a little bit how to build it. And there, there's tons of resources around all of that. There's also a ton of like YouTube videos if you want to just like, like follow along with someone yeah, that's like yeah. doing it. And I would suggest doing that. Um, there's a lot of like freemium, um, I would say mostly like paid plans, like not really you can get anything with like the free plans, like tools out there um, that are like a little more user friendly, like Octoparse. It's like a really popular one. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. No. Oct Octoparse, is it parsing eight things at once? I mean, it's just like a web scraping tool that made easy for like human beings. They're like So like coders and non-coders alike, basically. Um, so like don't even bother using Python. I mean... <laughs> I guarantee at this point, there between GitHub and, and forums, all, people have so many snippets of code, you'll, you'll plug it in and you'll be able to just do it. You won't have to do that much yourself. That's absolutely true. Like someone's already built this and they're going to share it um, yeah. out there, like 100%.
um i guess just don't be afraid to like mess it up do be afraid about getting your ip address blocked from google yeah don't be afraid about like making code that doesn't execute all it does is just freeze your computer and then you can't use it and then you just have to reset your computer yeah everyone does that and everyone has, has that computer where you, you know you're just holding down the power button for 12 seconds anyways so. <laughs> but but i will say i mean the, the fruits of labor of like the python if you if you don't see what you're looking for out there is like we were going back to what we mentioned with you know google my business but for for the scraping we're talking about you know getting data and using it for your own benefit or for research sometimes we use it for lead gen or building out directories and yeah um yeah my buddy is a programmer a developer used python and was able by using a keyword such as you know solar companies within google my business i think he did scrape about what three or four thousand businesses and exported csv organized by the name location phone url um the yeah there's a crazy amount of like structured data out there that you can like yeah that's really helpful that's really great. helpful stuff <laughs> what the structured data oh oh yeah i mean like i mean it really is helpful when you think about like from a competitive standpoint like you can look at um just everything that like you're like a giant portion of competitors are doing and like analyze that data like very quickly right so like and like the microdata if people are using a specific schema and you're not, you know, like you can like fire, like you can scrape what they're using and then like you could return a result of like, like, you know, yes or no, basically, um, you know, in like an Excel doc and like see really quickly, like how many people have this and like how many people don't. And you'd be like, oh, I need this then. The possibilities are really endless. Even I was thinking about right now, um, because, you know, here and there we talk about it and maybe dabble in, you know, uh, the legal world and mass torts and whatnot. You can see what's up and coming by following, you know, 100, 150 websites that, you know, represent clients for mass torts and pharmaceutical and product liability. And you can see like these 150 have these 150 of the same, but then only these 10 have like this new one. And you can kind of keep keep an eye on what's trending based off of the stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. man. So it's really like endless when you think about like all, all the ways that you could use this. I'm surprised. Maybe we should just build like a really baller, like web scraper. Maybe well, some web scrapers are good, but the user user interface is always pure trash. They're never they're never good. They're like but, impossible to like look at. And I would say most SEO tools, most like really effective ones, have terrible user interfaces. I mean, like you know, you got your your SEMrush and whatever you know, like the really main main mainstream ones, but like. There's a, a whole world out there of like additional like SEO tools that like do one thing like really well, but it's like the worst user experience like ever. Like before um, Google made it so you couldn't do like Matt, like do like a Google My Business post like at scale. You know, you had to do it like on each individual like. Oh yeah, what was that all about? Well, they like they updated it um, to allow you to do this like across the board during like COVID. So if you wanted to be like, hey, here's here's our code out. Oh, we were so they're like, we were making your life hard before, but because of COVID, let's make your life easier. Yeah. And so I had this like really ghetto tool that I got that was like uh it, it was, you know, it it wasn't their best work, but it, it got the job done, you know. That's good. Um, I think that it's it's worth noting that what we're talking about today isn't um automating. Like we're not no, talking about automating not, like not at all. or like automating your link building or automating posting. Like the scraping is is a process that's technically 
autonomous and you're not practically doing it, but the purpose is not even close. It's not execution. It's you're, it's, you're gonna have to manually run these scrapes. Like you yeah. don't have to sit at your computer when it's, when it's happening because it's gonna be like eight, nine, ten hours worth of like doing this. But you know, it's not like and then you have to do something with the data, which is gonna be a, generally a lot of data that comes back to you. So you have to kind of know what to do with that too. Well, that's a good point because getting tools that are going to help automate your SEO are going to have finite amount of operations. You're only going to do like X amount of iterations of something that you're trying to accomplish, but like scraping data, I mean, if you don't set like parameters or like a goal that those things will like go, go nuts. They're a machine, you know, they're like the Terminator. They're just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah. So um, from like a, a lead gen standpoint, I know we we're talking about, you know, gathering data and organizing it and being able to accomplish different things with it. Um, we've used it for, oh, I mean, I have, but probably you too, just to, you know, giving it a, a list. And I know it sounds, it is automated, but it is scraping websites, like looking for certain things. And um, I've had uh, scrapers um, that were like returning um, like website codes. So, you know, basically that, finding out if the website was live or not, or if there were broken pages on the website. That one's pretty common. Some good advice for, for pitfalls. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you, you came across that like screwed something up when you were doing this? Just doing repeated searches and like over and over and over again from like the automated sources. Like sometimes you just do that yourself, just normal Googling. You get that like captive, you know? Yeah, I was doing something re recently where I was getting the capture just for myself. And oh, I know why. <clears throat> um, whenever you, you go like beyond the recommended amount of searches. So, you know, you do like a, a search and it's like you get to page 12. Once you start going past that, then Google starts giving you the captcha because it's like, all right, well, this, this isn't really pertinent information. So you're probably a crawler. That's, that's when that kind of happens. But I think, yeah, the timing intervals and then the proxy is where it's at. Do you know if you have to like cycle between multiple proxies or is it just like one proxy? I haven't had to. I, I think the idea is like they have multiple proxies that they cycle through. So whenever I run anything that like is going to have that issue with, with Google, I have like 10 and it does like a certain amount on one and then it moves to the next one and then moves to the next one or whatever. Um, and so that way, like it never really gets busted. So you had, you'd have more than one, just like you couldn't do them all from your own like ID, right? So you, you, it's like, there's a percentage that you're going to have to pass them out. Well, yeah, one thing that we're going to work on right after the, this, and I don't know if you, we're not going to say what industry it is, but yeah, crawlers, you know, they get all the data and it's all in a CSV and you upload it to WPL all import. You can essentially create a directory with the proper information for the business and create a directory in less than an hour. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that sounds like a, a lot of fun. I can't wait to 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 tackle that. <laughs> this is, those are the steps that basically are like, oh, so that's what like could happen when you have a crawler, not to mention find huge opportunities for content or keywords or uh, on-site optimization or trends and competition and industries. They're essential. I think you'll find that the further you get into SEO, like uh, I saw something the other day and it was like the levels of SEO and like the final level was like being able to do it at scale, right? Right. Yeah. It's always like the most complicated thing. It's like, how do you do stuff at scale? Like, how do you do it for a hundred websites at the same time? There's, you know, just five. Oh, one thing I was, I was going to say too, we didn't really mention is we were talking about like do it yourself, which is probably the route most people don't want to, they won't want to take, which is fine. And then there's uh, software that, you know, one piece of software might cover this, but the other one doesn't cover this, you know, that kind of thing. So you can always just find freelancers or like VAs or, if you can only do it manually, don't do it manually yourself. Go to like 
the Philippines and get someone to do it for like a couple bucks an hour. Um, but then you can always find developers that'll just be like, Hey, can you scrape five or 10,000 websites? And they'll figure out how to do it on their own. And they'll just be like, yeah, it'll be 25 bucks. There's a ton of services offered for this, right? You can go on legit or um, Upwork and find someone that can just build this for you like really quickly. There's probably just standalone websites that people offering the service. So yeah. Yeah. People can either build, build it for you and God knows what kind of format, you know, what they'll do a lot of times is they might even write it in PHP, honestly. Um, so you can use it on web-based. So then you can That's go true. onto like a page and then you can, uh, because at the end of the day, PHP is similar to Python. They're both object-oriented programming. I think we discussed a good, I don't know if, how detailed this really was <laughs> for people. It's hard to get kind of detailed in like technical things like that on a podcast. It's not like we were going to sit here and say like, also in Python, go search for this library and then install yeah. it and then use code like this. It's it's just kind of plant the seed to know that this is what's out there and it's not your job to do everything manually the rest of your life because you have got better things to do. You know, if you want to learn, you really kind of have to learn Python or just something if you want to build it yourself. So I guess the key takeaways, if you want to build it yourself, watch some good like YouTube videos on how, how to build this particular thing Like you can just go out of the scraper with Python on YouTube. Yeah, just type in like Python scraping. Yeah, yeah. Python scraping. scraping. Um, Python scraping. And then you can find tons of sources that can build this for you. But the key, right, is to, to really know what you want to get out of like the tool that you're either making or you're trying to find. Like the specific things that you're trying to like scrape for. And that, that's going to help you out a lot. And then just be careful with uh, your proxies, uh, you know, careful with your IP address. Because that's a, once it's banned, it's real hard to get another one. Pain. Well, it's not that hard, but you know, you got to call like Bright yeah. House or something. I'm just like on realpython.com and if people are scraping uh, job boards where it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, job boards. You can aggregate data. Scrape. Oh, that is interesting. You create your own job board if you wanted to. Crawling everything within like certain divs. Yeah, it's it's endless. It's one of those things that just opens up a new way of looking at uh, how to do your, your job and SEO more efficiently. Right yeah, it, it's like so endless. It's hard to talk about a specific, just depending on what you need it to do. It's super useful, but... There's a million things you can do. Anyways, but, well, thanks everyone so much for listening. Uh, we we really appreciate it. This is we've gotten back to regularly podcasting, you know, right? This is like uh, two in a month. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but we really appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, you know, be sure to like, share, or subscribe anywhere that you listen to our podcast at. Um, and then if you're interested in not being on the show, you can hit us up at seosetnotalize at gmail.com or you can leave us a message on our our youtube channel usually you respond pretty quickly on either one of those so. sounds good we'll look for our next one i'm paul warren and i'm ryan klein and this is another episode of seos dead and other lies goodbye bye okay goodbye bye okay okay Okay. 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 Okay.